Personal Starlight, 2020, <laughs> two days before my 66th birthday, I go with my brother to Beaumont, which is an hour and a half away. He's got a little garage there, paying $600 a month with his old project, putting in an engine and a, and a Mustang. He paid about $1,500 to have it rebuilt. I have another friend that's going to uh, Prescott, Arizona to take his 64 Chevy with his new engine that he wants to drop in there. Somebody's going to do the work for him. My brother's doing the work all together, putting it together by himself. I opt to help him, but boy, he races over there and he gets him back of cars and he and he, he gets right tailgating and pushing cars out of the way and slipping in and out like hasn't changed since we've been 15 years old he's 67 66 we're going to be 66 for two two months well jesus told me to thank god for the problem so i thank you god it is a problem racing all the way down there racing all the way back picking up a heavy heavy piece of equipment, um, cast iron, um, what do you call it, a compressor to run tools, anyway, praise Jesus, thank you Lord, and uh, I was supposed to make coffee last night, I didn't feel like it, I didn't feel like going to the meeting, I went at the last minute. I hurt my back picking up the equipment, and I insulted a couple of people. I had, I blamed others about the coffee. I said, "Well, Stanley's not here. Well, Fernando should be making it." When <clears throat> thing is, the last two. Well, see, here I go with excuse. No excuses. <laughs> Seemed like nobody was drinking coffee at all. Maybe one guy topped off his coffee, but I brought it a couple of times and. Had to take it back and drink it myself the next day. Anyway, glory to God in the highest. I asked God to, I'm sorry, forgive me. Let me get back on the service wagon and get off my pity pot and tell God I rejoice in the good things that have come and I'm thankful. Praise God, I'm up and at them. Thank you, God, I messed up. Thank you, God, I'm being pushed and, and strengthened in Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you, Father. Thank you for forgiving me. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Fernando, one enthusiastic, recovered alcoholic. You know, I heard a speaker speak last night, and she said that uh, recovered. Recovered from what? And uh, I was thinking that, too, you know, for a long time, you know. now I am going to be turning 66 and I've been at this AA or seeking wisdom for since 1981. We're actually for a long time. Uh, the Spirit of God has compelled me to uh, to seek uh, seek proper ways of living. You know, we all have them. I guess they call it moral uh, psychology or moral want to do right, but we don't have a we don't have the, the, the subject matter or the words or the proper words. We tried catalysm, tried praying to saints or 
I was in that for a long time. And, you know, it seemed to work that I released faith when I sit down in faith. But after a while, I wanted to visualize God. And, and even though I, I saw Jesus in the cross, you know, it's amazing that they have a cross and they have Jesus on the cross. And when you stare at him, you get healed. You know, even me saying it, I feel I feel good in my heart that in the great exchange, you take away my sins, my character defects, and I exchange them for his. You know, I say, yes, Lord, I, I need this. I need more. So you exchange them. I became born again. I exchanged all my, all my sins, all my frailties, all my failures. And God took them very easily and exchanged them. So I was set to go to heaven, but I wasn't really set to be transformed here, how to, how to do life, not how to put the two together. And I tried to bring heaven into here, and I didn't pay my bills. I was just so hungry for reading all the time that, and witnessing. So here comes along. Um, I had been to Alcoholic Anonymous. I have tasted their format. You know, the most thing that I remembered about AA, not the steps, not the things, is the men who were men who spoke to men, to the younger men. And I would remember the, the words. I would remember the constructive uh, advice. I don't want to say criticism because it's mostly constructive advice like you got shit coming out of your ears kid don't shake your head you know very constructive but it was like 80 grit sandpaper like grinding you down to the metal you know other other places that I've been to were like 20 220 sandpaper wet you know and it gets slimy over here, we get down to the bare tacks and metal, and and that's what I would miss. I would miss their constructive criticism, their constructive advice, because um, even though I would do good reading and, and doing good and working and so forth, I still had when my time off. I still had crazy times that I needed. I needed, and I didn't know what I was missing. And I kept praying. So I went through a long period of abstinence of uh, what do you call a dry drunk. And then finally, uh, I kept praying. And I, have, I had a surrender to the fact that I was going to grow a beard, drive semi-trucks, deliver groceries, smoke big cigars, drink beer, and go fishing. That was my plan. That was my, my retirement plan. I was about 55 years old, 54. I said, man, I can see myself retiring in this job here, and, and I can see myself fishing in the high Sierras, you know, over there by, north, by close to Yosemite, fish, fish Lake, Fish Town. Well, God changed the plans. As I, in my workplace, there was a... a a German guy that was a motorcycle uh, police officer at one time. And uh, he got popped for dating a girl he gave a ticket to. So he lost his job. A blonde will get you every time. 
And he became my best friend at this training. We had to train for two or three weeks to get paid. That was pretty good. And we'd go to lunch and we'd become good friends. And then we started living in the same farming compound that we were close to, we were very close to the job site. Everybody lived far away. I was living in Los Angeles. He was living up in Sonora. And we were working out of Tracy, so we, a farmer would let us put our, our trailers there. And uh, one day, we, and we would run through the levee, through the California levee, the water levee, and we were exercised. I'm 40 years old. I turned 40, and he says, oh, your body's going to start falling apart. I feel great, man. I just like feel like I'm 19. I'm 39, running around. I'm going to turn 40 in a week or so. Sure enough, when I turned 40, all these squeaks and pains started coming in. And I realized, I said, wow, that guy hit it right on the mark. And then one day we were running out there, and he says, he says, I'm going to go to town. I go, what for? As we're running, huffing and puffing. I'm going to go to AA meeting. And I said, ooh, I used to go, years ago I used to go to those meetings. Woo! And then he says, kind of reminds me of that joke. When the, the young granddaughter asked the grandpa and grandma, says, when's the last time you had guys had sex? And they both went, woo! <laughs> so I went with him, and my, my jaw hit the table. This is what I've been looking for all along, a system, a program that would put bread and butter on the table you know, I just sat there and I was amazed at the first tradition. I was amazed at the category of substance of words that can, you know, I already had been like through 15 years of searching and reading books and going to seminars and praying and fasting and giving away all my money two, three times, emptying out the house, you know, and trying to make sense. Actually, I was looking for a program that would cover every area because I would plug one hole of the boat. It had 12 holes. And then water would start coming out of the other hole and I'd run over there and plug that hole. Water would come in from there and I could not keep the boat afloat. And it was similar to drinking. You know, you build the house of cards. You get a job. You go to Tucson. You get a job. You get a new girlfriend. You get a new P.O. You know, you got a brand new case and and you're trying to keep it together and the boat f flips over. You go belly up. Now you go to San Diego and you do the same thing. Before you know it, you're carousing and drinking with the same buddies, taking d chances on society to, to uh, put you away, racing. Or Finally, they got a hold of me. I was racing my 55 Chevy. This is what society did then is they didn't send me to AA. They didn't send me to program. They do now. They do a lot of things today. They send uh, convicts come out of prison. They send them to programs. There was a program that I had to go in there and talk to the convicts that were freshly coming out. 38 years in prison for killing somebody. Everybody raising their hand. Yeah, I killed so-and-so. Oh, I wasn't there for murder. You got 25 of them, and I'm trying to keep them entertain 
And they do listen. And you got to be bold. I said, hey, get off that computer and turn around. Then I realized, hey, these guys are killers, man. <laughs> They're going to slice my tires in my truck, follow me home. But you know what? The guy that I reprimanded, he came up to me and he said, after the meeting, I need a sponsor. Can I get your number? Balls to the wall. That's, that's what the interest is that I got. Never seen men do right. You know, if they do right, they do it for their own family. They don't come out and do work community. Real men um, doing something for community. That's why I love AA. And the point I was making is uh, AA plugged all the holes up. I got closer to God. I was able to, to high five God, high high five the community, high five my mom. I was going to say my dad. You know, I started praying for my dad, and I felt better. I hadn't seen him since I was five, six, seven years old. I think I saw him for uh, when I was 11 or 12 for lunch, and he was all raggedy, uh, and it was in Mexico. My mama was doing good. She's looking good, and we're all dressed up, and we go back to a house we own in Mexico, and my dad came, and he took us out to lunch, and... I remember him flirting with the waitress, you know. But my mom was looking so good. She was just beaming. And I, just a kid, I could tell that she was saying, look what you lost, sucker. And all of us, five kids. Anyway, I love you. God bless you. I was going to read the 24-hour meeting book right here. 24 hours a day. It says November 28th. The AA way is the way of sobriety. AA is known everywhere as a method that has been successful with alcoholics, doctors, psychiatrists, and the clergy have had some success. Some men and women have gotten sober all by themselves. We believe that AA is the most successful and happiest way to sobriety. And yet AA is, of course, not wholly successful. Some are unable to achieve sobriety and some slip back into alcoholism after they have had some measure of sobriety. Am I deeply grateful to have fun? You know, one of the ideas is, is to AA for me is to repent quickly and ask God for forgiveness. When you were out of character, don't lose hope. I was, I would, sometimes you do too much and you, and you lose hope and you say the wrong thing to, to another person. So you got to say, hey, I'm sorry. And check yourself and keep going. And just smile, act like, thank God that happened. Just thank you, God, I was ugly. Thank you, God, I messed up. Okay? Right away, get back on the horse and say, thank you, I messed up. Don't lose hope. Keep going. That's, that's part of the process of cleaning ourselves, repenting quickly. Meditation for the day. Gratitude to God is the theme of Thanksgiving Day. The pilgrims gathered to give thanks to God for their harvest, which was pitifully small. When we look around all, at all the things we have today, how can we begin help being grateful to God? Our families, our homes, our friends, our AA fellowship, all these things are free gifts of God to us. But for the grace of God, we would not have them. Amen. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be grateful today. I pray that I may not forget where I might be 
but for the grace of God. Where would I be without the fellowship? Where would I be? I'm very grateful for the fellowship. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to me. Have a great day. Hi, greetings. Fernando, recovered alcoholic, recovered complainer, recovered murmur, recovering self-pity, recovered impending doom, the sky's going to fall, Re- um, recovered chicken little, recovered complainer. Did I say that? Did I say that already? I said that. You lying. You lie. I'm joking. Just kidding. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Excuse me, from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Glory, glory, glory unto today's reading. Thank you, Jesus. I'm an alcoholic. I have recovered from all these things. I'm going to be doing something special today because it's, um, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And the uh, disease is working hard. The evil disease is working hard to get, get me off my Thanksgiving you know, by uh, I'm trying to help very uh, people that fight their black eyes, and I'm trying to tell them don't 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 smoke meth, don't beat up your neighbors, don't don't yell out the truck. And it's like having a wild barking German Shepherd in the in the truck trying to help a person. Anyway, uh, the Bible says that you'll pick up their anger. And I think I picked up a little bit of that, and uh, yes, but I surrendered, and I'm back on the, I'm back in the joy wagon again. By my will, I will to be joyful, I will to be of service, I will to pick up the pieces and do it again. Okay, I'm gonna be reading the little 24-hour book, but I'm gonna be reading just the. Uh, the testimony side of the top, not the meditation side, just the thought for the day. I'm going to be reading them all the way up to about 28 or 29, okay? About five of them. It says right here, I'll start with November 23rd. It says, I no longer refuse to do anything because I cannot do it to perfection. Many of us alcoholics use the excuse of not being able to do something perfectly to enable us to do nothing at all. We pretend to be perfectionists. We are good at telling people how a thing should be done, but when we come to the effort of doing it ourselves, we balk. We say to ourselves, I might make a mistake, so I better not let the whole thing slide. So I better let the whole thing slide. In AA, we set our goals high, but that does not prevent us from trying. The mere fact that we will never fully reach these goals does not prevent us from doing the best we can. Have I stopped hiding behind the smoke screen of perfection? Okay, the next uh, reading, November 24th, says, Instead of pretending to be perfectionists in AA, we are content if we are making progress. The main thing is to be growing. We realize that perfection is only a result of false pride and an excuse to save our faces. In AA, 
We are willing to make mistakes and to stumble, provided we are always stumbling forward. We are not so interested in what we are as in what we are becoming. We are on the way, not at the goal. And by the way, uh, we it's the journey, it's the happiness. And we will be on the way as long as we live. No AA has ever arrived, but we are getting better. Am I making progress? I believe we are as a team. You're listening. I'm disclosing. I'm sharing. November 25th, AA thought for the day. I am not so envious of other people, nor am I so jealous of other people's possessions and talents. When I was drinking, I was secretly full of jealousy and envy of those who could drink normally. Ain't that the truth? Who had the love and respect of their families, who lived the normal life and were accepted as equal by their friends. I pretended to myself that I was as good as they were, but I knew I wasn't so. Now I don't have to be envious anymore. I try not to want I try not to want what I don't deserve. I am content with what I have earned by my efforts to live the right way. More power to those who have what I have not. At least I'm trying how I got rid of the poison of envy. At least I'm trying how I got rid of the poison of envy. You know how I got rid of it is by thanking God I had it in the beginning and then it was arrested. A lot of people can't put their mind around that, especially drinkers. Thank God about my alcoholism and my drinking. Thank God that I look at pornography. Thank God that uh, my wife is, fell off the wagon too and we're both drinking ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God that my neighbor keeps throwing trash in my... Yes, yes, yes. Thank God that my dog got run away. Thank God that my, my kid is bringing his girlfriends into the bedroom. Yes, yes, yes. You know, when you thank God for a situation, you're saying to the situation, um, be glorified the way God created you to be. When you thank for your messed up life, thank you, God, I'm, uh, I'm jealous. You're really saying... God, I need your help. Uh, put this to its original state. Glory, 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 glory. The word glory means brand new car. Glory, the glory of the car, shining. When a human being is, is uh, successful in his career and his family, and he is kind and he's, he's doing community service, kids, for others, taking children to the zoo, whatever, you know, putting time and effort to taking care of others, uh, not getting out of hand, like not doing it seven days a week, right? Just enough to get himself some laughter. That's the reward, joy and laughter. Universities have proven that. Okay. Moving on, November 26th. So, in the morning, say, Lord, Father, glorify this day. Glory, glory, glory to this day. Glory to my actions. Glory to my fingers. Glory to my toes. Glory to this body. Glorify uh, my money. Glorify my, my wife. 
Glory the house, glory, glory, glory. Something doesn't seem right to you? I say glory to it. God bless this recovery. Glory to my recovery. You know what I mean? And see what happens. Do it for three months. And then write down the problems and then write down the results. Keep a log on it. That way it will give you faith. It's a tool, brothers and sisters. It's just a tool. Okay, uh, continuing our thoughts about the rewards, November 26, that have come to us as a result of our new way of living. We have found that we have had gotten rid of any of our fears, resentments, inferiority complexes, negative points of view, self-centeredness, criticism of others, oversensitive, inner conflicts, the habits of procrastination, undisciplined sex, wasting money, boredom, false perfection, jealousy, and envy of others. We are glad to be rid of our drinking, and we are also very glad to be rid of those other things. We can, we can now go forward in this new way of life, as shown to us by AA members. Am I ready to go forward in this new life? You betcha. I thank God that I'm an alcoholic. Thank God for my DUI. November 27th. The way of AA is the way of sobriety. Fellowship, service, and faith. Let us take up each one of these things and see if our feet are truly on the way. The first and greatest to us is sobriety. The others are built on sobriety as a foundation. We could not have the others if we did not have sobriety. We all come to AA to get sober and we stay to help others get sober. We are looking for sobriety first, last, and all the time. We cannot build any decent kind of life unless we stay sober. Am I on the AAB? November 28th. The AA way is the way of sobriety. AA is known everywhere as a method that has been successful with alcoholics, doctors, psychiatrists, and the clergy. And the clergy have had some success, so men and women have gotten sober all by themselves. We believe that AA is the most successful and happiest way to sobriety. And yet AA is, of course, not wholly successful. Some are unable to achieve sobriety and some slip back into alcoholism after they have had some measure of sobriety. Am I deeply grateful to have found AA? November 29th. By the way, that's my belly button birthday. That's tomorrow. So my P.O. box number is, I'm kidding, A-S-S. Okay, A-A thought for the day. No, no, don't believe that. Glory, G-L-O-R-Y. November 20th. <clears throat> the A-A way is the way of sobriety, and yet there are slips. Why do these slips occur? Why don't we all accept AA and stay sober from them on? There are many reasons, but it has been proved without exception that once we have become alcoholics, we can never drink successfully again. This has never been disproved by any case we know of. Many alcoholics have tried drinking after a period of sobriety from a few days to a few years, and no one that we know of has been successful by becoming a normal drinker. Wow, did you hear that? 
There are many reasons, but it has been proved without exception that once we have become alcoholics, we can never drink successfully again. This has never been proved by any case we know of. Many alcoholics have tried drinking after a period of sobriety from a few days to a few years, and no one that we know has been successful in becoming a normal drinker. Yep. They, they uh, end up walking down the street with shit in their pants and completely lost everything. Or they're, they're unhappy, you know, they're just... It's called a uh, quiet resignation of turmoil in their hearts, not really, not really glorifying their lives the way they should be. Okay, November 30th. We have slips in AA. It has been said that these are not slips, but premeditated drunks, because we have to think about taking a drink before we actually take one. The thought always comes before the act. It is suggested that people should always get in touch with an AA before taking the first drink. The failure to do so makes it probable that they have had decided to take the drink anyway. And yet the thoughts that come after, before taking a drink, we often largely subconscious, are often largely subconscious. People usually don't know consciously that they, what made them do it. Therefore, the common practice is to call these things slips. Am I on guard against wrong thinking? And that's it. It's November 31st. Thank you. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. We're going to be reading Hope for Today today, November 27, 28, 29, and 30th. Here we go. November 27, Hope for Today. I used to think Tradition 7... Every group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, was limited to the financial matters of the group, such as paying rent and providing supplies. It was just a sentence that accompanied the passing of the basket at meetings. Lately, I've become more aware of the significance and value of being self-supporting. Practicing the seventh tradition in a broader sense means I give more than money to my group. I give my time and talent in the form of service which rewards me with increased self-esteem and a greater sense of confidence I also give my informed opinion during group conscience decisions which reinforces my sense of worthiness contribution to my meetings on various levels also helps me to make amends to myself for the times I was not self-supporting in other areas of my life whether they were physical emotional or spiritual I see a difference in my group and in myself as I contribute more and more. I receive a clear demonstration that I'm a valuable part of the meeting and that my input really does matter. Service is a win-win situation. As I contribute to my meetings, I make a direct investment in the group that encourage, support, and maintain my well-being. 
The stronger my meetings become, the more my recovery grows. To thought for the day. When I contribute my part to keep my meetings self-supporting, I contribute to my own recovery. To think of Tradition 7 as a protection for my spiritual growth is humbly and freeing. Pass to recover, page 198. November 28th. My parents didn't know I was angry with them because I was a good kid. I felt angry about drinking and the constant chaos, but I never said anything. I swallowed my resentments, thinking either my needs would go away or my parents would change. Of course, neither happened. In Al-Anon, I learned about alcoholism as a family disease and the role I play. My destructive childhood experience were not due solely to my parents' alcoholism. I played a part in it, too, and I lugged my childhood grudges into adulthood. I healed much of my pain through Elnon's fourth and fifth step by pouring out my frustration and rage to my sponsor. All I really needed was to be heard. Then I could let go of some ugly feelings. To make amends to my parents in step nine, I decided to practice being a better daughter. For example, instead of expecting them to phone me, I started to call them regularly. At first, the conversations were awkward. Mom would answer the phone, greet me, and quickly pass the phone to dad. I knew my parents hadn't been able to provide consistency for me because no one had given it to them. I let it begin with me by calling them with the same reality I yearned for as a child. Now when I call home, mom seems more comfortable talking with me. We enjoy much longer conversations before she hands the phone to dad. Sometimes she even asks for the phone back so we can talk more. Thought for the day. When I take my parents' inventory, I hold grudges and sink deeper into my disease. When I take my inventory and make amends, I grow, learn, and love more deeply. When I take my inventory and make amends, I grow, learn, and love more deeply. Let me remember that the reason for making amends is to free my own mind of uneasiness. Elanon is for Adult Children of Alcoholics, page 16. November 29. I was practically consumed with frustration and anger toward my mother when I first discovered Elanon. Although my father was the one who drank, screamed with rage, hit, and eventually abandoned me, I blame my mother for not protecting me and for refusing to admit how harrowing my life had been. In Elanon, and through the love and patience of my sponsor, I found acceptance and understanding of my feelings. I was introduced to the idea of live and let live. Gradually, I put aside my resentment by accepting my powerlessness over both the disease and my mother's reaction to it. As I continued my recovery, I discovered compassion for her and ended up my struggles to force her to break her denial. Today, I can put the past where it belongs and focus on taking care of myself. I needed wait for someone to do it for me. 
I am no longer a victim of my emotions or of circumstances beyond my control. Instead, I am free to enjoy what I have received through this fellowship. Serenity, courage, and wisdom, and love. Serenity, courage, wisdom, and love. Thought for the day. Acceptance is a form of living and letting live. The freeze all concerned to follow their higher powers will. Acceptance is a form of living and letting live that frees all concerned to follow their higher powers will. Acceptance is a challenging but rewarding spiritual discipline. From Survival to Recovery, page 95. November 20, excuse me, November 30th. While listening to others share at Al-Anon meetings, I became aware that I hold myself to unrealistically high standards. I expect myself to be less fallible than everyone else. I acquired this character defect as a child in my attempt to control my alcoholic father by pleasing or appeasing him. It might have served a purpose then, no matter how illusionary it was, but it doesn't work for me now. Such perfectionism perpetuates dissatisfaction and low self-esteem. What makes me think I'm different from everyone else is one thing to strive to do my best, but it's quite another to punish myself if results fall short of my high expectations. I am human, after all. It is in our very nature to have faults and limitations. To, in my misguided quest for excellence, I often act as if my personal slogans were, if it's worth doing, it's worth making a major project out of it. As a result, I usually don't have enough time to finish many projects. Rather, they they languish in various stages of flawless incompletion. I need to remind myself to continue to practice Keep It Simple, and I am getting better at it. Recently, for the first time in my life, I heard myself say, That's good enough. The seventh step says, Humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. To do so requires me to acknowledge my humanity, including my perfectionism. To be humble is to accept my place in the universe. It's unrealistic to expect perfection from an imperfect being in an imperfect world. The only perfection I can hope to attain is to be perfectly imperfect. Thought for the day. A mistake a day keeps my perfection at bay. Today I will endeavor to enjoy my humanness. My sponsor's gentle reminder of progress, not perfection, encourages me to give myself credit. How Elena works for families and friends of our college patient, 323. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back.
Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I'm going to be reading Hope for Today. Uh, about three days, 27, 28, 29, 30th of November, four days. November 27. A man whose wife is an alcoholic often hesitates to seek help in Elon because it seems like a confession of failure on his part. He may be reluctant to let go of the martyrdom of carrying the entire responsibility for the family. Perhaps he derives an inner satisfaction from the dependency of the alcoholic, whom he considers weak and helpless. In the Al-Anon program, he can learn to make himself comfortable by not accepting his wife's responsibilities. He will, in time, discover his own motivations and change his attitudes, and he will do nothing toward controlling his wife's sickness, for the first step assures him that he cannot. Today's reminder, when a man sees the logic and promise in the Al-Anon idea, he will accept the necessity of releasing his wife from his solicitous domination. He will realize that she will seek sobriety only when he allows her to face her problem. His search for help is does not a confession of failure, but a proof of his strength to reach out for a new life for his family. Excuse me. If that thou has the gift of strength, then know thy part is to uplift the trodden low. George <clears throat> merited the burden of strength. <clears throat> November 28. We hear in Elon that no situation is hopeless. At first, we find this hard to believe. Hope and despair are human emotional attitudes. It is we who are hopeless and not the condition of our lives. In a desperate situation, we give up hope because we are unable as yet to believe in the possibility of a change for the better. Today's reminder. If I have been relying on my judgment alone and have tried to correct what is wrong by using the wrong tools, I have reasons for despair. I will learn in Elon to recognize my errors, to see the roadblocks of self-will and self-righteousness. I have been putting in my way Then I will no longer insist that a thing is impossible because I have been unable to accomplish it. Others have, and many of them have far greater problems than mine. Once I use the Al-Anon program and let myself be guided by God's will instead of my own, my distorted outlook will be replaced by order and peace of mind. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Mark. November 29. In one of the Elanon leaflets, the following hard-to-believe statement is made. A drinking problem in the home can often be more easily recognized by the wife's behavior than by that of the drinker. Isn't this an inedible consequence of our turbulent emotions, our despair and uncertainty? Isn't it proved by our futile efforts to outwit the alcoholic, to compel him to stop drinking and meet his responsibilities? This self-imposed struggle to control the uncontrollable is certainly not rational. Once we express the effects of applying the Elanon program and observe the miraculous changes that take place in the attitudes of our Elanon friends, 
we can look back thankfully that we too are improving our relationships. Today's reminder. As I see the progress I have made, it becomes clear to me that many of my earlier habitual reactions need to be transformed into normal, mature behavior. The only possible way to improve the conditions of one's life is to improve one's emotional condition. Let me read that again. As I see the progress I have made, it becomes clear to me that many of my earlier habitual reactions needed to be transformed into normal behavior. The only possible way to improve the conditions of one's life is to improve one's emotional condition. Most of the things I did in anger and frustration only made matters worse. Now I am learning to let go. Amen. November 30th. One of the ways in which we help ourselves to certainty, to serenity, excuse me, and an orderly life is through 12-step work. So-called because it is the final one of the 12 steps by which we live in Elnon. It means to be always ready to help another person in trouble. Someone new who may not yet have heard the Elnon can help when there is alcoholism in a family. This carrying the message requires constant awareness of a possible need, perhaps a neighbor or someone we meet casually who indicates that he or she is living with such a problem. Today's reminder. I will tactfully offer to help anyone who needs to learn how to live with all of the many difficulties which alcoholism can create or aggravate. My first suggestion should be that there is always hope and that a new way of life can be found in Elanon and the company of others who share the same problem. I will be always ready to carry the message to others. The need is all around me. If I keep myself alert enough to recognize it and helping others, I also help myself. Let's pray. Let's pray the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. Courage to change. My name is Fernando. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, I'll be reading November 27, 28, 29, and 30th of Courage to Change. November 27. I can be proud of the fact that I am a survivor. 
I have been brought through many struggles in order to be exactly where I am today. Today I know that I am more than my troubles. I am a human being with dignity. I have a wealth of experience that I can put to use by sharing it with those who are going through similar difficulties. I needn't fear the challenge of the future because I know that today with the guidance of my higher power and with the strength and knowledge I have gained from Elnan, I am capable of facing anything life brings me. Though I won't view my life as a tragedy, I now have a different perspective on those experiences. I know that I am a stronger person as a result of what I've been through. Today's reminder. If I so choose, I can regard everything that happens in my life as a gift from which I can learn and grow. Today, I will find something positive hidden within a difficult situation and allow myself to be grateful. I may be surprised on how much little gratitude can help. When it gets dark enough, you can see the stars. Charles A. Beard November 28 As I worked my way through the step four, I listed my character traits as honestly, honesty and fearlessly as I could. I was struck by a great irony. Many things I had once thought of as virtues, taking care of everyone around me, worrying about other people's lives, sacrificing my own happiness and prosperity, turned out to be the cause of my misery. And those trades I had always ignored, talent, optimism, self-discipline, turned out to be my truly positive qualities. It was as though, through the power of the step, I have found a way to turn my upside-down personality right-side up. I still struggle to keep it all from turning over once again, but when I see myself clearly, I have a sense of wholeness and feeling of pride and peace. I can be happy to be myself now that I know who I am. Today's reminder. My life is in a constant state of change. Awareness allows me to keep pace with the change. Today, let me listen to my words and watch my actions. Only by knowing the person I am can I create the person I want to become. Each man must look to himself to teach the meaning of life. It is not something discovered, it is something molded. Anthony the Saint November 29. Before Alanon, I believed that being an adult was to be in control, rigid, cold. Being an adult was looking good on the outside and not feeling what was going on on the inside. Being an adult meant doing for others until I dropped. Alanon has opened up a whole new way of living. The first thing that had to go was this control of, over others. It simply doesn't work. Trying to be in control is an effective method of keeping loved ones at a distance. Instead, I admitted that I am powerless over others. Then I had to begin to put away the looking good facade in order to share my feelings at meetings. And one fine day, I picked up the one day at a time Alnon book and read the pages on martyrdom. I became uncomfortably aware that my do-gooder 
grow off in mass as martyr. Becoming more human has been difficult and frightening at times, but being more genuine allows me to have real relationships, real communications, and real happiness. Today's reminder. Today I can risk being myself. I don't have to live up to anyone's image. All I have to do is be me. As I surrender my imaginary power over others, I gain a more realistic view of my own life. November the 30th. Everyone who plays a part in our lives offers something we might learn. Other people can be our mirrors, reflecting our better and worse qualities. They can help us to work through conflicts from the past that were never resolved. They can act as catalysts, activating parts of ourselves that need to rise to the surface so that we can attend to them. Others can learn from us as well. We are all connected. That is our great strength. So when I grow impatient with someone sharing in a meeting or take offense at a loved one's inattention or feel incapable of coping with another person's choices, I will consider the possibility that my teacher or my mirror stands before me, and I will ask my higher power to help me perceive their gifts. Today's reminder. One reason I come to Alnan is to learn to develop healthy, loving relationships with myself and others. I recognize that I need other people. I will welcome those my higher power brings to me today. Separate reeds are weak and easily broken, but bound together, they are strong and hard to tear apart. The Midrash. Okay, let's go ahead and finish our meeting with the Lord's Prayer. Please keep coming back. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. Bienvenido, me llamo Fernando, soy miembro de Alcohólico Anónimo, tengo problemas con beber alcohol, he parado hoy por 26 años, no bebo alcohol. Vamos a leer el libro de las reflexiones de Alcohólico Anónimo. Está gratis en AA.org. Dot org aa.org Noviembre 21 Una oración clásica Dios, hazme un instrumento de tu paz que donde haya oído siempre amor donde haya injuria, perdón donde haya discordia, armonía donde haya error, verdad donde haya duda, fe Donde haya desesperación, esperanza. Donde haya sombras, luz. 
donde haya tristeza, alegría. Dios, concédeme que busque no ser consolado, sino consolar. No ser comprendido, sino comprender. No ser amado, sino amar. Porque olvidándome de mí mismo, me encuentro perdonado. Se me perdona muriendo en ti. Nazco a la vida eterna. Amén. Doce pasos y doce tradiciones. Página 97. No importa qué parte de mi desarrollo espiritual me encuentre. La oración de San Francisco de me ayuda a mejorar mi contacto consciente con el Dios de mi entendimiento. Creo que una de las grandes ventajas de mi fe en Dios está en que yo no he comprendido a él o ella o ello. Puedo ser que mi relación con mi poder superior sea tan fructífera que yo no tengo comprenderlo. Solo estoy seguro de que si practico el un, un décimo paso regularmente, lo mejor que pueda, continuaré mejorando mi contacto consciente, que conoceré su voluntad para conmigo y que tendré la fortaleza para cumplirla. Noviembre 22. Solamente dos pecados. Solamente hay dos pecados. El primero es interferir en el desarrollo de otro ser humano. Y el segundo es interferir en el desarrollo de uno mismo. Acoholic Anonymous, página 542, tercera edición. La felicidad es un estado tan elusivo cuando... A menudo mis oraciones por otros incluye oraciones escondidas para mi propio beneficio. Cuán a menudo mi búsqueda de la felicidad es un obstáculo en el sendero del desarrollo de otro o aún del mío. Buscar el desarrollo por medio de la humildad y la aceptación nos trae cosas que difícilmente parecen ser buenas, sanas y vitales. No obstante, al mirar atrás, puedo ver que el dolor, las luchas y los contratiempos han contribuido finalmente a la serenidad por medio de mi desarrollo en el programa. Le pido a mi poder superior que me ayude a no impedir el desarrollo de otra persona o el mío propio. Amén. Noviembre 23. Levanta la mirada así a la luz. Cree más profundamente. Levanta la mirada hacia la luz, aunque por el momento no puede ver. Como lo ve Bill, página 3. Durante mis meditaciones matutinas, 
Un domingo de octubre me asomé por la ventana y vi el fresno en el patio de enfrente. De inmediato quedé sobrecogido por su magnífico color dorado. Mientras lo miraba fijamente asombrado por la obra artística de Dios. Las hojas empezaron a caer en pocos minutos. Sus ramas quedaron desnudas. La tristeza me invadió al pensar en los meses de invierno por delante. Pero mientras reflexionaba sobre el proceso anual del otoño, me llegué, me llegó el mensaje de Dios. Como los árboles desnudos de hojas en el otoño brotan nuevos botones en la primavera, yo despojado de mis costumbres obsesivas y egotistas por Dios, puedo florecer como un miembro de doble A, sobrio y alegre. Gracias a ti, Dios, por el cambio de estaciones y por mi vida en cambio continuo. Amén. Noviembre 24. Una búsqueda universal. Universal. Prepárate para darte cuenta en todo esto, en el cierto, las personas religiosas. Haz uso de lo que ellos te brindan. Alcohólico Anónimo, página 87. Yo no pretendo tener todas las respuestas de, en asuntos espirituales, así como no pretendo tenerlas en cuanto al alcoholismo. Hay otros que también están comprometidos a la búsqueda espiritual. Si mantengo una mente abierta respecto a lo que otros tienen que decir, tengo mucho que ganar. Mi sobriedad es grandemente enriquecida y mi práctica del undécimo paso es muy fructífera. Cuando hago uso tanto de la literatura y de las prácticas de mi tradición judio-cristiana como de los recursos de otras religiones, de esta manera recibo apoyo de muchas fuentes para mantenerme alojado del primer trago. Noviembre 25. Una poderosa tradición. En los años anteriores a la publicación del libro Alcohólico Anónimo, no teníamos nombre. Por un escaso margen, se decidió titular nuestro libro La Salida. Uno de nuestros miembros primeros, solitarios, descubrió 12 libros publicados con ese título. Así fue que Alcoholic Anonymous se convirtió en el título de preferencia. Y así fue que conseguimos un título para nuestro libro un nombre para nuestro movimiento y como ya estamos comenzando a ver, una tradición de la más alta importancia espiritual. La tradición de AA, como se desarrolló, página 35-36. ¿Cuántas veces un poder superior se ha hecho sentir en momentos cruciales de nuestra historia? En aquellos primeros días, la importancia que el principio de animato adquiría fue, si acaso, 
vagamente percibida, parece que al el azar contribuyó uno de la en la selección de un nombre para nuestra comunidad. Dios no desconoce el animato y frecuentemente aparece en los asuntos humanos disfrazado de suerte, azar, azar o coincidencia. Si el anonimato algo fortuitamente se convirtió en base espiritual de nuestras tradiciones, quizá Dios estaba actuando anónimamente en nuestro beneficio. Amén. Muy bien dicho. Noviembre 26. Los peligros de la publicidad. Los individuos que simbolizan causas de ideas satisfacen en profundas necesidades humanas. Nosotros los doble A no lo dudamos. No obstante, tenemos que enfrentarnos sería exactamente con la realidad de que en estar a la vista del público el peligroso especialmente para nosotros. Doce pasos y doce tradiciones, página 176. Como alcohólico recuperado, tengo que hacer un esfuerzo para poner en práctica los principios del programa de AA, que están basados en honestidad, verdad y humildad. Cuando bebía, estaba constantemente tratando de ser el centro de atención. Ahora que soy consciente de mis errores y de mi antigua falta de integridad, no sería honesto que buscara el prestigio aún por el justificable propósito de promover el programa de AA, de recuperación. No es mucho más valiosa la publicada engendrada por la comunidad de AA y los milagros que produce. ¿Por qué no dejar que la gente alrededor nuestro aprecien por ellos mismos los cambios de AA? Ha causado en nosotros. Esto será una mejor recomendación para la comunidad que cualquiera que yo pueda hacer. Amén. Noviembre 27. El poder de la atracción. Al principio, la prensa no podía entender nuestro rechazo de toda publicación personal. Estaban totalmente perplexos por nuestra insistencia en el animato. Luego la comprendieron, se encontraron ante algo inusitado en el mundo. Una sociedad que decía que quería ser publicidad de sus principios y sus obras, pero no de sus miembros individuales. La prensa estaba encantada con esta actitud. Desde entonces, estos amigos han hecho reportajes sobre AA con un entusiasmo que a los miembros más fervientes les resultaría difícil igualar. 12 pasos y 12 tradiciones, página 177. Para mí, supervivencia y para la de la comunidad es esencial que yo no use AA para hacerme el centro de atención. El anonimato es para mí una manera de practicar la humildad. 
Ya que el orgullo es uno de mis defectos más peligrosos, practicar la humildad es una de las mejores maneras de superiario. La comunidad de AA gana reconocimiento mundial por sus diversos métodos de hacer públicos sus principios y su trabajo. No porque sus miembros individualmente hagan publicar de sí mismos. La atracción cre creada por mi cambio de actitudes y mi ultraísmo contribuyen mucho más al bienestar de AA que la promoción personal. Alrighty, noviembre 28. Atracción no promoción. Tras muchas experiencias dolorosas, creemos haber determinado cuál debe ser esta política. En muchos aspectos, es lo contrario de las acostumbradas tácticas publicadas publicitarias. Nos dimos cuenta de que teníamos que contar con el principio de atracción en vez de la promoción. 12 pasos y 12 tradiciones, página 176. Cuando bebía, yo reaccionaba con ira, autoconmiseración y desafío en contra de cualquiera que quisiera cambiarme. Todo lo que yo quería entonces era ser aceptado por otros seres humanos simplemente por lo que yo era y curiosamente eso es lo que he encontrado en AA. Me convertí en el guardia de estos conceptos de atracción que es el principio de las relaciones públicas de nuestra comunidad. Por la atracción puedo alcanzar mejor el alcohólico que aún sufre. Doy gracias a Dios por haberme dado la atracción de un buen, planeado y establecido programa de paso y tradiciones. Por la humildad y el apoyo de mis compañeros, miembros sobrios, yo he podido practicar la manera de vivir de doble A por medio de la atracción y no de la promoción. Guardianes activos. No obstante, para nosotros representa mucho más que una sensata política de relaciones públicas. Es más que un rechazo del egoísmo. Esta tradición nos recuerda de manera constante y concreta que un AA no hay lugar para la visión personal. Mediante esta tradición, cada miembro es un guardián activo de nuestra comunidad. 12 pasos y 12 tradiciones para 178. 12 pasos y 12 tradiciones, página 178. El concepto básico de la humil humildad está expresado en la undécima tradición. Me permite participar completamente en el programa de una manera sencilla, pero no obstante profunda. Llena mi necesidad de ser una parte integral de un todo mi significativo. La humildad me acerca al verdadero espíritu de unión y unidad, sin el cual yo no podría mantenerme sobrio. 
al recordar que cada miembro es un ejemplo de sobriedad, que cada uno vive de un décima tradición. Yo puedo experimentar la libertad porque cada uno de nosotros es anónimo. Amén. Y noviembre 30. Protección para todos. A nivel personal, el anonimato les da protección a todos los miembros contra ser identificados como alcohólicos. Una salvaguardia, el menudo de especial importancia para el recién llegado a nivel de prensa, televisión, radio y cine. El anonimato hace destacar la igualdad dentro de la comunidad de todos los miembros, refrenando, refrenando a las personas que pudieran explotar su afiliación AA para ganar fama por el provecho personal, comprendiendo el animato, página 3. La atracción es la fuerza principal de la comunidad de AA. El milagro de la continua sobriedad de alcohólicos dentro AA confirme esto, este hecho todos los días. Sería perjudicial si la comunidad se promocionara a sí misma, anunciando por medio del radio y de la televisión la sobriedad de conocidas personalidades públicas que son miembros de AA. Si estas personalidades estuvieran recaídas, el público de afuera creía que nuestro movimiento no es fuerte y no podrían poner en duda la veracidad del milagro del siglo. Alcohólicos Anónimos no es anónimo, pero sus miembros sí deben de serlo. Amén. Buenas 24. Pasen buen tiempo. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29:11. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Tishkinu, the Lord my righteousness. Jehovah Yeshua, the Lord my salvation. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. 
They sang, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His loving kindness is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundations of the house of the Lord was laid. Amen. Let's all shout. For He is good, for His loving kindness is upon me forever. Can you say that? For He is good, for His loving kindness is upon us forever. Amen. And Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed. And we know in our hearts that He hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the request which we have of Him. 1 John 5.15 Jesus was going through all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Matthew 4.23 Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father has set his seal upon him. John 6, 27. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power to us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Ephesians 1, 15-22 Remember, the power is like the working of his mighty strength. Come on now. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. Every title that can be given, not only in this present age, 
but in the age to come. And remember, God placed all things under his feet, appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Amen. Come on now, I pray also that the, your eyes of your heart may be enlightened, light up in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches in his glorious inheritance in the saints and his uncomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working in his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. And God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Ephesians 1, 15-22 Matthew 22-29 says, But Jesus answered and said to him, You are mistaken, not understanding the Scriptures, nor the power of God. Matthew 22-29 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside the quiet waters, he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Matthew 10.42 says, He who gives attention to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Proverbs 16.20 Matthew 10 42 and whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones a cup of cold water to drink truly I say to you he shall not lose his reward 
1 John 4, 7 and 10. Beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. 1 John 4, 7 and 10. Again, beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love is patient, love is kind, and it is not jealous. Love does not brag, and it is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, it's not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will be ceased. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For the greatest of these three is love. Ecclesiastics 4, 9-12 Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift them up his fellows. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Isaiah 41.10 says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 1 Corinthians 7.9 says, But if they do not have self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. 1 Corinthians 7.9 Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. God is faithful. But remember that the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can stand up against it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 Happiness. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Psalm 119.35 Positive Attitude. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they are good for us. They help us to learn to endure. Romans 
heaven. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 A gracious love. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Psalm 116 verse 5 Again, the Lord is gracious, glorious, and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. God's power. I pray that from this glorious unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.16 God's family. He will be an encouragement to each other. Romans 15.32 Don't be afraid. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. Psalm 16.8 Always nearby. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him sincerely. Psalm 145.18 Daily Strength Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up. Galatians 6.3 His Power So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire. Isaiah 55.11 God protects. God protects. For He orders His angels to protect you wherever you go. Psalm 91.11 Prayer is powerful. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. James 5.16 He listens. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29.12-13 Ask for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. James 1.5 His Word Encourage me by your word. Psalm 119.28 no limits, for I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. No limits, for I can do everything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength I need. Philippians 4.13 Difficult times. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirits. Psalms 34.18 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust Him. Enjoin God. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37, 4. Seek Him. He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Hebrews 11, 6. He understands. Since He Himself has gone through suffering and temptation, He is able to help us when we are being tempted. Hebrews 2.18 God Possibilities Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Matthew 19.36 He gives rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11.28 He will provide. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 He will provide and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He helps us. As we know Jesus better, his divine power gives us everything we need for living a godly life. 2 Peter 1.3 he gives gifts. God has given gifts to each of you. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. 1 Peter 4.10 Again, He gives you gifts. God has given gifts to each of you. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 4.10 And the last scripture, he works for us. He works in us. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him and reflect his glory even more. 2 Corinthians 3.18 He works in us. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him and reflect his glory even more. Chapter 1, The Power and Praise Jim's father had been an alcoholic for 30 years. During all these years, Jim's mother and later Jim and his young wife had prayed that God would heal him, but with no apparent result. Jim's father refused to admit that he had a problem with alcohol and stalked out in anger if anyone mentioned religion to him. One day, Jim heard me speak about the power that is released when we began to praise God for everything in our lives instead of pleading with Him to change the circumstances that pleases us. Jim brought home a recording of my message and played it over and over again for his friends. Then one day, it struck him. 
He had never tried praising God for his father's condition. Excitedly, he shared the thought with his wife. Honey, let us thank God for dad's alcoholism and praise the Lord that it is part of his wonderful plan for dad's life. For the rest of that day, they gave thanks and praised God for every aspect of the situation. And by evening, they felt a new sense of excitement and expectation. The next Sunday, the parents came over for the usual Sunday dinner visit. Always before, Jim's father had cut the visit as short as possible, leaving right after dinner. This time, over a cup of coffee, he suddenly asked a pointed question. What do you think about this Jesus revolution? He turned to Jim. I saw something about it on the news last night. Is it just a fad or something's happening to those kids who were hung up on drugs? The question led to a lengthy and open discussion about Christianity. The elder couple didn't leave till late in the evening. Within weeks, Jim's father came to admit his drinking problem turned for help into Jesus Christ, and was completely healed. He now joins the rest of the family in telling others what praising God can do. Just think, Jim said to me, for 30 years we prayed for God to change Dad. We spent only one day praising Him for the situation, and look what happened. To praise God is to express our acceptance of something that God is permitting to happen. So to praise God for difficult situations as sickness or disaster means literally that we accept it's happening as part of God's plan to reveal His perfect love for us. We can't really praise God without being thankful for the thing we are praising Him for. And we can't really be thankful unless we believe that an omnipotent loving Father is working for our good. Praising then involves both gratitude and joy that God is keeping His word to work good through everything if we love Him. Romans 8.28 The very fact that we praise God and not some unknown fate means that we are accepting the fact that God is responsible for what is happening and will always make it work for our good. Otherwise, it would make little sense thanking Him for it. Always be joyful. Always keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ, Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 6-18 I met many people who are able to praise God for their circumstance simply because they accepted the word of the Bible that they are supposed to praise God in everything. Praising Him, they soon experienced the result of an attitude of consistent thanksgiving and joy, and in turn, their faith is strengthened, and they can continue to live this way. Others find it a little more difficult. I just don't understand, they say. I tried praising God, but it is too hard for me to believe that He really had His hand in all these horrible things that have happened to me lately. We say we don't understand, and some of us get stuck right there. Our understanding becomes a real stumbling block in our relationship with God. 
But God has a perfect plan for our understanding. And when we use it his way, it isn't a stumbling block, but a wonderful aid to our faith. For God is the king of all the earth, says the psalmist. Sing praises in a skillful psalm and with understanding, Psalm 47, 7. We're not supposed to push our understanding out of the way. Grit our teeth and say, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'll praise the Lord if it kills me. If that's the only way I can get out of this mess. That's not praising, that's manipulating. We all try to manipulate God and it is wonderful to know that he loves us too much to let us go or let us get away with it. We are to praise God with our understanding, not in spite of it. Our understanding gets us in trouble when we try to figure out why and how God brings certain circumstances into our lives. We can never understand why and how God does something, but he wants us to accept with our understanding that he does it. That is the basis of our praise. God wants us to understand that he loves us and that he has a plan for us. And we know that all things, all that happens to us is in working for our good if we love God and are fitting for to his plans, Romans 8.28. Are you surrounded by difficult circumstances right now? Have you been struggling to understand why they have come to you? Then try to accept with your understanding that God does love you and has allowed those circumstances because he knows that he can bring good out of this for you. Praise him for what he has brought into your life. Do it deliberately and with your understanding. One couple heard me speak on praising God for everything and went home quite disturbed. For months they have grieved over the condition of their daughter who had been committed to a mental institution and had been diagnosed hopelessly insane. Prayer groups across the country had been asked to intercede for her. And daily the parents had pleaded with God on their knees to heal their daughter. Her condition remained unchanged. Their initial response to the challenge that they praised God for the condition of their daughter had left them distraught and unhappy. It will be blasphemy, said the wife, to thank God for something so obviously evil. If we thank him, doesn't that mean we accuse him of deliberately hurting our daughter? It just doesn't fit in with my idea of a loving God. It doesn't seem right, the husband agreed. But what if Carotters is right? The wife looked helplessly at her husband. I just don't know, she said. We have nothing to lose, do we? The husband looked thoughtfully. Why don't we try it? They knelt together. Dear God, the husband began, we know that you love us and that you love our daughter even more than we do. We We're going to trust that you're working out in her life what you know is best for her. So we thank you for her sickness. Thank you that she's in the hospital. Thank you for the doctors who haven't found a way to help her. We praise you, God, for your wisdom and love towards us. 
The longer they prayed that day, the more they became convinced that God was indeed doing what was best. The next morning, the hospital psychiatrist called. Sir, there's been a remarkable change in your daughter, he said. I suggest you come and see her. Within two weeks, she was released from the hospital. A year later, a young man came up to me after a meeting. He introduced himself as the girl's brother and told me that she was married, expecting a baby, and is the happiest girl in the world. A mother came and wanted prayer for her daughter, who was a go-go dancer in a nightclub. I told her I would be glad to pray with her and thank God for her daughter's situation. She looked at me in horror. Don't tell me I'm supposed to thank God. My daughter mocks common decency and laughs at religion. Surely I got the devil to thank for her misery, not a loving God, she says. This mother was faced with a difficult choice. All her life she had been conditioned to thank God for everything good and blame the devil for everything bad. Together we search the pages of the Bible for verses stating that God is able to work all things for good for those who love and trust him and that he wants us to be thankful in everything no matter how evil the situation appears. You can go on thinking that your daughter's situation is controlled by the devil and by your lack of faith in God's supreme power make it difficult for him to work out his perfect plan for her or you can believe that God is at work thanking him for everything and by your praise release power to work in her life. At last the mother agreed to try. I don't understand why it has to be this way she said. But I am going to trust that God knows what he's doing, and I'm going to thank him for it. We prayed together, and the mother went away with a new peace in her heart about the whole situation. For the first time, I'm not worried about my daughter, she beamed. Later, she told me what happened. The same night, her daughter was dancing nearly nude on a little platform when a young man came into the nightclub. He walked up to the girl, looked straight at her, and said, Jesus really loves you. The go-go dancer was used to hearing all kinds of remarks from young men, but never anything like this. She came down from her platform, sat down with the young man at a table, and asked, Why do you say that? He explained that he was walking down the street when he felt an urge from God to come into the club, particularly and tell the go-go dancer that Jesus Christ was offering her the free gift of eternal life. Stunned, the girl stared at him, then tears filled her eyes. And quietly she said, I like to receive that gift. And she did, right there at the table in the nightclub. Praising God is not a magic formula for success. It is a way of life that's a little solidly backed up in God's Word. We praise God not for the expected results, but for the situation just as it is. As long as we praise God with an eye secretly looking for the expected results, we're only kidding ourselves and we can be certain that nothing will happen to change 
us or our situation. Praise is based on acceptance of the present as part of God's loving, perfect will for us. Praise is not based on what we think or hope will happen in the future. This is an absolute law, clearly observable in the practice of praise. We praise God not for what we expect will happen in or around us, but we praise Him for who He is and where and how we are right now. It is, of course, a fact that when we honestly praise God, something does happen as a result. His power obviously flows into the situation, and we will soon notice a change in us or around us. The change may be that we come to experience a real joy and happiness in the midst of what once appeared to be a miserable situation. Or the situation may change, but this is a result of praise and must not be the motivation of praise. Praise is not bargaining position. We don't say, I'll praise you so that you can bless me, Lord. To praise God is to delight ourselves in Him. Be delighted with the Lord, then He will give you all your heart's desires. Psalm 37.4 Notice the order of importance here. We don't list our heart's desire and then delight ourselves in the Lord in order to get them. We're first to be delighted, and once we experience being re. Really delighted with God will discover that everything else becomes secondary. Still, it is true that God does want to give us all our heart's desires. Nothing short of that is His wish and plan for us. If we could only learn to be delighted with the Lord in everything first. A Christian couple had two sons. One was their pride and joy. He lived at home and shared his parents' warm and happy Christian faith. Once when I was having dinner with them, they confided in me that the oldest son was a rebel and gone from home. He had graduated from college with honors, but had turned his back on his parents and on established society. Now he roamed the country as a hippie with no apparent objective in life. The unhappy parents asked if I had any advice for them. I explained that I believed that God had given them this son and was answering their prayers for his salvation. If your prayers are sincere, then you can be sure that his present life will be used by God to work out what is best for him and for you, I said. I understand, said the father, we want only what is best for our boy, and this must be God's will and way for all of us. We joined hands around the dinner table and thanked God for working out his plans in the way he knew best. A short time later, the family wrote me, since our meeting, the parents had persisted in thanking God for their son's way of life, even if they found it hard to understand. Then one day their son had an accident on his bike and received a painful injury to his foot. Temporarily crippled, he decided to come home. For a while, he informed his parents that he left a trail of unpaid bills across the country. 
The parents prayed about it and decided that if God had really been at work in all the events in their son's life, he also allowed the bills. So they thanked him for every one of them and paid the debt in full. Their son was amazed. He had expected to be reprimanded and told to take care of his own obligations. Instead, his parents were relaxed, loving, and appeared to accept his way of lifestyle, of dress and hair without cringing. One evening, some young Christians came to visit the younger son. The older brother was obviously irritated by the intrusion, but his faithful foot kept him from leaving the house. Enthusiastically, the young Christians shared what Jesus Christ had done and was doing in their lives. At first, the older brother offered sketching criticism of what he called their naive and unrealistic approach to life, but soon he was listening, attending, and asking probing questions. Before the evening was over, he had turned his life over to Jesus Christ. His parents joyfully wrote that there was and immediate and drastic change in their son's life. He dedicated himself to follow Jesus and served him. Eagerly, he studied the Bible, and within a few days, he asked for and received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the experience that followers of Jesus had received on the first Pentecost after Christ's death and resurrection. A few days later, he met a Christian group, girl, and soon they were engaged to be married. Months of anxious and concerned prayer had not brought a change in this young man. Only when the parents turned to God in joyful acceptance of the present condition of their son's life was the door open for God to complete his perfect plan for all of them. God does have a perfect plan for your life and for mine. We may look at the circumstances surrounding us and think we've been standing still forever in one painful spot. The more we pray and cry for God's help, the more the circumstances seem to pile up. The turning point cannot come until we begin to praise God for all our situations instead of crying to him to take it all away. Good morning. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I'm a grateful member of Alnon. The background noise is the old time percolator, the old our grandma used to use. So please excuse the noises. December 3rd, hope for today. I found it relatively easy to make a decision to turn over my will and my life to God. However, I didn't have any idea how to actually do it. I try to turn myself over more times than a cook turned flapjacks at a pancake breakfast festival, but I just couldn't seem to let go completely. Finally, I found two teachings that work for me, a God box and a basketball net. A wise Elna member suggested the idea of a God box. 
I tested it when I felt perplexed about some calculations on my income tax form. On a small piece of paper, I wrote, the income tax form are in your hands until tomorrow. I folded up that paper, put it in the box, and let go of it. It was that simple. And it actually worked. I was able to forget what I was obsessing about and got on with my day. I also used another letting go method I call the basketball technique. This technique helps me let go of work when I come home with my head full of unfinished business. There's a basketball hoop in our driveway. Before going into the house, I played one-on-one with my higher power. With each shot at the basket, I imagine the ball is one of my work projects. The hoop symbolizes my higher power. If the shot is good, then I turn the issue over. If I miss, I keep shooting. Finally, the last thing I let go of is the ball. After I take this time for myself, I can go comfortably into the house and enjoy being a husband and a father. Dot for the day. If I supply the willingness, my higher power will supply the way. If I supply the willingness, my higher power will supply the way. There are many, many ways to approach turning our will and our lives over as there are definitions of God. Paths to Recovery, page 29. December the 4th, Hope for Today. I came into Elanon many years ago filled with resentment toward my husband and my wife for leaving me to raise our son alone. There I met people just like me who helped me find a sponsor. I learned to accept, to detach, and to work the steps. I learned that alcoholism is a disease associated with certain behaviors. I slowly realized my spouse's leaving me was not a result of anything I had done or failed to do. I kept coming back to Alanon, and not one thing has changed regarding the situation that brought me here in the first place. My spouse of my son still drinks and still chooses not to have a relationship with us. The boy is now 21 years old and is starting to experiment with alcohol. His drinking is beginning to affect his life, a clue that he may be traveling down the same path as his spouse, as my spouse. What has changed, though, is me. Now it takes me only one day instead of years to get to a meeting. My sponsor's help is only a phone call away. I find experience, strength, and hope in the program literature. I no longer respond to my son's struggle by denying or enabling. The most significant benefit of Elnon is that we still have a loving relationship no matter where he is with his problem or where I am with my program. Doubt for the day. Can I maintain my program while a loved one continues drinking? Can I? Without Elanon, I might have never tapped into the grace and the ability to love myself and other people exactly where we are at this minute in time. From Survival to Recovery, page 196 to 197. December the 5th. When my children were little, they didn't like colored or cooked carrots. 
However, they love to eat carrots raw, so I would always keep some of them and the snacks available. I don't care for those big, thick, pale carrots that seem to taste like wood. I prefer the slender, sweet, bright ones. So when I shop for carrots for the kids, I carefully choose the skinniest, brightest ones I could find. I didn't realize it at the time, but as I searched through those piles of carrots, my young son had been sitting in the kiddie seat of the shopping cart, coming to his own conclusions. Recently, as a teenager, he expressed resentment that I always bought him scrawny carrots. Scrawny carrots? <laughs> I had so lovingly selected them for him. I had been doing what I thought was best, and he was resenting it because he wanted or thought he wanted something different. Once at an Al-Anon meeting, I heard sharing on the topic of spiritual gifts that come disguised as something thing one doesn't particularly like. This idea was in the back of my mind as I listened to my son. Suddenly, I found new insight and understanding. Was I resenting God's scrawny carrots? Were the challenges and losses in my life actually gifts God had chosen carefully for me so that I might grow spiritually? Hmm. I knew it to be so, and I felt stimulatingly humble and overwhelmed with a gratitude for the nature of my higher power's love for me. Thou for the day. Mine is a disease of disordered perception. Higher power, please help me appreciate the scrawny carrots of my life as the gift they really are. Scrawny carrots. I am constantly making choices about how I perceive my world with the help of Elanon and my friends in the fellowship. I can make those choices more consciously and more actively than ever before. From Courage to Change, page 243. December the 6th. Sometimes when I'm in the midst of making a decision... I really struggle with knowing my higher power's will for me. Occasionally, I look outside myself for a sign. I'd rather see a neon light or something else just as obvious, but it doesn't always happen that way. Usually, the messages are more subtle, like going to a meeting that I don't usually attend and hearing a speaker I never heard before say exactly what I need to hear. I need to remember to look inside for a signs as well. How do I feel deep inside about a proposed course of action? Is my stomach churning with discomfort or do I feel calm, quiet, and solid? Do I feel knotted up with tension or light, relaxed, and expansive? For me, the dilemma comes <clears throat> from wanting to make the right decision. If I am not careful, I can get stuck at a crossroad of choices. I try to remember that as long as I make decisions in the counter of seeking my higher power's will, whatever I do will be the right thing. Do is the operative word here. I once heard, without God, man cannot. Without man, God will not. If I don't take some sort of action, my higher power doesn't have anything to work with. Because decision-making is a self-correcting process, I can use any mistake I make along the way to eventually guide me in the right direction. Even if I decide myself 
into a corner, I am not alone. My higher power is with me everywhere I go. Let me read that again. For my dilemma, for me, excuse me, the dilemma comes from wanting to make the right decision. If I am not careful, I can get stuck at a crossroad of choices. I try to remember that as long as I make decisions in the context of seeking my higher power's will, whatever I do will be the right thing. Do is the operative word here, I once heard. Without God, man cannot. Without man, God will not. If I don't take some sort of action, my higher power doesn't have anything to work with because decision-making is a self-correcting process. I can use any mistake I make along the way to eventually guide me in the right direction. Even if I decide myself into a corner, I am not alone. My higher power is with me everywhere I go. Okay, let me read the, uh, go back and read the second paragraph again. I need to remember to look inside for a sign as well. How do I feel deep inside about a proposed course of action? Is my stomach churning with discomfort, or do I feel calm, quiet, and solid? Do I feel knotted up with tension or light, relaxed, and expansive? And the first one is, sometimes when I'm in the midst of making the decisions, I really struggle with knowing my higher power's will for me. Occasionally, I look outside myself for a sign I'd rather see a neon light or something else, just as obvious, but it doesn't often happen that way. Usually, the messages are more subtle, like going to a meeting or listening to a podcast that I don't usually attend and hearing a speaker I never heard be- before say exactly what I need to hear. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thought for the day. Sometimes the choices I make are not as important as the fact that I make them. You heard me? Sometimes making a choice is more important than not making one. In contact with my higher power, my ability to make choices works. Having had a spiritual awakening, page 68. In contact with my higher power, my ability to make choices work. All right. Sounds good. December the 7th. Let's take a breather here. Take a drink of your water. Today's a good day because we made a choice to to move and read and listen and and have a chance to better ourselves. We don't want to stay where we're at. We want to understand that unloving people, hateful people need they're crying to be loved, and God loves them, and we got to give them the benefit. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am a grateful member of Elnon. December the 7th, hope for today. The little family of deer living in our nearby woods was absent for weeks. I thought perhaps our garden's usual offerings had been too meager to draw them for a nibble. However, while sipping a tea at the kitchen table on the morning of my birthday, I suddenly spied the deer grazing leisurely in the yard. They had appeared silently, gently, when I least expected it. 
The deer's soft dark eyes were a wonder. Their cautious movement showed me they had mustered enough courage to find nourishment in our sparse winter landscape. I wanted to reach out and stroke their downy heads and touch their gray and tan fur. Instead, I sat quietly and watched while their this tender birthday gift from a higher power filled me with delight, reminding me once again of how much I am loved. Serenity is the sure knowledge of my higher power's unconditional love for me. It is an acceptance of myself that flows from God's approving embrace. Today I know I am worthy. I was created both to give and receive joy. I am unique and special in my ordinary humanness. Thought for the day. Today, I will remember to rest in the beauty of God's care and concern for me. When I do, the priceless gift of serenity is mine to open and enjoy. Once we have begun to experience serenity, we realize that Eleanor is not just a program where sick people get well, but a way of living that is rewarded in itself. From Survival to Recovery, page 150 to 151. And we're going to go reading into um, Courage for Today, since it's a popular Elanon book. i got to scroll over there. Okie doke. Okay, here's Courage to Change, December the 7th. I used to think that being good to myself meant eating whatever I wanted, buying anything that caught my eye, sleeping only a few hours a night, and avoiding any activity that wasn't fun and exciting. The trouble was that the consequences were very uncomfortable, and when I let myself think about it, I felt I was wasting my life. Today, being good to myself is far more challenging, but the benefits are absolutely wonderful. I attend two or three Elena meetings each week, read my literature daily, and take time out to talk to God. I try very hard to make my serenity more important than any of the circumstances I encounter. I now enjoy wholesome food, exercise, in a way that I find them. I find fun. One day at a time in Elanon. I seem to have two December. Wait a minute. Today's reminder. I deserve to make choices that let me feel good about myself. It makes it may take a little while to see results, but I am building a life that promotes my health and self-esteem. It's worth the wait. The strongest principle of growth lies in human choice. George Eliot. The strongest principle of growth lies in human choice. Okay, now we go to our last book, Elanon. One day at a time. December the 7th. 
These words long thought to have been dated 1692 and found, so the legend goes, in a Baltimore churchyard were actually the inspired work of a modern Boston poet named Max Ehrman and dated 1927 is apt title Desiderata. Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly. Listen to others, even the dull and ignorant, they too have their story. Today's reminder. Like our serenity prayer, repeating these phrases each morning could establish our mood for the day and make the day a good one. It could serve as a reminder that we must watch the quality of our own de deportment. And as we learn in al everything depends on that. I will not let my inner peace be disturbed by the confusion around me. I will be gentle and tolerant while maintaining my right to my individuality. I will listen and appreciate and not judge the source of what I hear. Amen, I guess. Okay, I'm Fernando. I am from Elanon. And uh, seeing how my higher power works or how my higher power loves people, that's a new one to me. See how my higher power loves people. See how hurting people uh, are crying out in different ways. Maybe they're vulgar. They're they're talking. Uh, they have double standards. They say one thing, then they do another. And they're actually saying, "I need love. I'm confused," because trying to strain that kind of person out that's already twisted. Um, you're in danger of twisting yourself. So you got to see them how God sees people. God loves them, and they're there, and he, and I must be wiser and to see people the way God sees them. I don't understand it. That's why I give thanks when I don't understand. I ask my higher power to raise me, to raise me, and allow me to see things the way he sees. If I have surrendered my will and my life over to my higher power, so I'm, I am an instrument, and the reason the instrument is unsettling is because it's resisting the uh, the directions. You know, God brings situations that need my help. I need to pray, pray for the person and understand that they're hurting and they're lost the way I used to be. All right, now, thank you so much. I hope that helps. It helped me. Let's pray out. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming back.